Hi, welcome to the Charlotte Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and that it both encourages and inspires you. Church. Welcome to another live stream, another week of church. Last week we had our Vision Sunday service. If you haven't seen that, come and check it out. And our theme this year is focus. And so for the next few weeks, we are going to uh, focus, pun intended, slash no pun intended, um, on some of the things that I think God's calling us to work on. Some of these things are a part of the announcements and some of these things are just the themes of the church that have come out of our message from last week. So if you haven't caught up on that, go and watch it later on or podcast it. It'll change your life. But this week's focus is on creativity. And so seeing as we're creative, why don't you drop your favorite emoji into the chat? Always love to see what people's favorites are. It could be the high hands up emoji, a high five emoji, a clap emoji, a smiley face, the crazy face, the crying face, the monkey face, or the poop emoji. I don't know. Put your favorite emoji in the chat. Love to see it. Um, so this week's going to focus on creativity. And when we, we we talk about creativity, we're talking about all kinds of creativity. So at the moment, we're upgrading um, our stage so that we've got more room for our singers and it's all on an even level so people aren't tripping over each other. Don't want any health hazards. But um, even if I think about the creative um, uh, energy that's been put into our kids' facilities, our admin facilities, our gorgeous painting that was in the foyer is now, um, as people um, are coming in and out of our building for our relief efforts with the floods, they're walking past scripture, which I love. I love the fact that a creative expression of the word of God of Genesis chapter one is actually the thing that they see. So in light of that, and in light of Genesis chapter one, that incredible painting, I was staring at it and I was thinking about Genesis chapter one. So allow me to read Genesis chapter one all the way through to the very end and the start of Genesis chapter two. It's a whole lot of scripture, but I want to read it and I want you to picture it kind of like a novel. So while I read it, I want you to kind of like, if you're, if you're kicking back in your chair, just imagine this all playing out because um, although there is technical detail in here and uh, we can talk about apologetics another time, it's supposed to flow and feel like a story. So I'm going to read it in the message because it flows a bit more like that. It says, First this, God created the heavens and the earth, all you see and all you don't see. The earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke light and light appeared. God saw the light was good and separated the light from dark. God named the light day and he named the dark night. It was evening, it was morning, day one. God spoke sky in the middle of the water, separate water from water. God made sky. He separated water from under sky and the water from above the sky. And there it was. He named the sky, the heavens. It was evening. It was morning, day two. God spoke separate water beneath heaven, gather into one place, land appear. And there it was. God named the land earth. He named the pooled water ocean. God saw that it was good. God spoke, earth, green up, grow all varieties of seed-bearing plants, every sort of tree-bearing fruit, and there it was. The earth produced green seed-bearing plants at all varieties, all fruit-bearing trees of all sorts. God saw that it was good. It was evening. It was morning, day three. God spoke, lights come out, shine in heaven's sky, separate day from night, mark seasons and days and years. Lights in heaven's sky give light to the earth, and there it was. God made two big lights, the larger one to take charge of the day and the smaller one to take charge of the night, and he made the stars. God placed them in the heavenly sky to light up the earth, to oversee day and night, to separate light and dark. He saw that it was good. It was evening. It was morning, day four. 
God spoke, swarm, ocean with fish and all sea life. Birds fly through the sky over the earth. God created huge whales and the swarm of life in the waters and every kind of species of flying birds. God saw that it was good. God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill the ocean. Birds reproduce on earth. It was evening. It was morning. Day five. God spoke, earth, generate life, all sorts and kinds, cattle and reptiles and wild animals, all kinds. And there it was, wild animals of every kind, cattle of all kinds, every sort of reptile and bug. God saw that it was good. God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so that it can be responsible for the fish in the sea and the birds in the air, the cattle and yes, the earth itself and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them God-like, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. He blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge, be responsible for the fish in the sea and the birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Then God said, I have given you every sort of seed-bearing plant on earth and every kind of fruit-bearing tree given to them, to you for food, to all the animals and the birds and everything that moves and breathes. I give you whatever grows out of the ground for food. And there it was. God looked over everything that it made. It was good, so very good. It was evening, it was morning, day six. Heaven and earth were finished down to the last detail. By the seventh day, God had finished his work. And on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. God blessed the seventh day. He made it a holy day because on that day, he rested from his work. All the creating was done. This is how the story started of heaven and earth and all that was created. At the time God made the heaven and the earth before any grasses or shrubs sprouted from the ground, God hadn't yet sent the rain on the earth, nor was there anywhere around to work the ground. The whole earth was watered by underground springs. God formed man out of the dirt. From the ground, he blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The man came alive, a living soul. Awesome. Congratulate yourself. You just heard like a whole chapter of the Bible. That makes you like a super Christian. Congrats. This is actually one of my favorite parts of the whole Bible. It's why I love that painting so much. It's why I wanted it to be something that people who weren't Christians or maybe if you're new to church and you've just sort of logged in and you're like, wow, I just heard a whole lot of the Bible. It's, it's a part of the Bible I love people seeing because if you understood it, if you understood what it was saying, it would change the way you actually look at God. See, there's this principle in um, rabbinic literature and rabbinic thought. So like the rabbis, the guys who were around pastoring the congregations before there was church, before Jesus had come to the earth. Um, and, And it's called the rule of firsts. And it basically talks about when something happens the first time in the Bible, it kind of for want of a better word, casts a shadow over the rest of that thing. So the first time God talks about generosity gives us an indication of how God views generosity. Or the first time God talks about love, it gives us an indication of how God talks about love. Or the first time that this happens or that happens, we're supposed to stop and take notice. It's like when you meet someone for the first time, that impression counts. Uh, What you say counts. The way you dress counts, right? You know, um, uh, this coming week, we're really excited because Our creative pastor, who you just saw before, uh, Pastor Kim, she's amazing. We love Pastor Kim. She's getting married. And so the first time we are going to see her as Herbie's wife, congratulations, Herbie, if you're watching this, um, she's going to be in that wedding dress, right? It's that first impression when she walks down the aisle and everyone's like, wow, you know, those first impressions count. And so in the Bible, whenever something happens for the first time, we are supposed to stop and take notice. That's why Jesus being born on Christmas is such a significant thing. That's why the first talk 
about the end times in Revelation is such a noteworthy thing. And here we have basically the first time that we see God introduce himself. It's like God walks out on stage, he taps on the microphone to make sure it's on and it's working. And he looks at the crowd, he looks at the microphone, and what does he say? How does he introduce himself? Does he tell everybody that he is the saviour of all the world? No. Does he tell himself, tell us, hey, I want you to understand I'm the Lord of all of things? No. Does he introduce himself as the most powerful being in the universe? No. Um, Does he uh, tell us that he's a God of grace? No. Does he tell us um, that he knows all things? No. The first thing that God wants you to understand about him, the first impression that he makes as he enters like a bride walking down the aisle, the first thing that he highlights is that he comes to the microphone and says that I am creator. I am a creative. It's... It's not that God isn't any of those other things. Of course he is. He is Lord. He is Savior. He's all powerful. He's uh, all gracious. He's all loving. He's all kind. He's all knowing. He's so many of these other things. But the first thing he wants you to think about is that he is uh, creative, right? And verse after verse after verse, he emphasizes that fact. It's not like he says, I'm a creative and then shift tactics and chokes about something else. Layer after layer, verse after verse, the, 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 the first conversation we're basically having with God, the first time we're actually listening to him speak, the first time he's actually introducing himself, he's laboring a point and the point is that God is saying, I am creative, right? One of God's titles or his names is literally creator. And creator is an interesting thing because it's both a name, like um, God the creator. It is uh, both a title, like because he is the creator, but it's also a description of who he is. He is a creator. He's somebody who creates things, right? So when people in church say, well, to focus on creativity is a waste of time, that's a bit like saying to focus on something that so represents who God is, the first impression of God, the thing that God wants you to understand him is also a waste of time. No, 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 no. I want this to be a church that focuses on who God is. We are a God-focused, God-breathed church. The name Shiloh means the manifested presence of God. But if God is going to manifest himself, he is going to manifest himself as a creative. You'll see it in everything he does. God is a creative, which is really interesting. Because you just when you think that's enough, just when you think that's a mic drop moment, just when you think that God would walk away and let us chew on that and let us digest that, he does something really interesting. He heats the verse up and he says, let us make humans in our image. He talks about them reflecting that God-like nature, which is interesting if you imagine what that God-like nature is. God has just started the conversation. The only thing we know about him at this point is that he is a creative. So when he's making people in the nature of himself, what he's also saying is, I have made you a creative. I have given you a creative force. I have given you creative power, right? You know, um, it's like it's woven into our DNA. It's kind of like that, right? Or, or you know how people like etch their names into trees? You know, like P, like 
plus K or P heart K, and it means that everybody who goes to that tree, I have not graffitied any trees that I can remember. I have to think back when I was dating, it's a long time. But the idea of like graffitiing into that tree is that every time somebody sees it, they will remember that you were there. And it's like God has woven into the DNA and etched into our hearts that we are creative just as He is creative. So whenever we do something creative, we are supposed to stop and remember, I created something because God created me. Um, I designed something because God designed me to be like that. I stopped and carved something unique because he has carved something unique in me. And see, this is mind blowing because the angels are not creative. The devil is not even creative. All the devil can do is distort a creation, right? And, and, and it's incredible because then you've got something that they don't have. You can create. You can create whether it's a quilt or a spreadsheet. You can create, in fact, the first job that God gives Adam is to name the animals, to create something, a name, right? We are creative. It's an emphasis in the book of Genesis and it's supposed to cast a shadow over the rest of the Bible. You are creative and you are supposed to focus on being creative because he has made you that way. Now, let me expand your thinking on creativity because I know what somebody is gonna say. Yeah, but Phil, I can't write a song. Or yeah, Phil, I think it's really cool that you got inspired by that painting that was in our foyer and is now in our exit and I'm glad it's ministering to people, Phil. That's cool, but I can't paint. Or Phil, like I saw um, I saw all of the creative people sing on stage and play guitars and stuff and they're really cool, but I can't do that. I can't make a video. I can't even put the words on the screen, right? You might be some of those people that when you take a photo on Instagram, it's blurry or when you take a selfie, you always put your thumb in front of it. Hello, give us a wave if you take bad photos on social media. Come on, let us know who you are. I'm waving right now. I am most definitely one of those people. If you're ever at a party with me, if you're at the wedding this week, do not ask me to take a photo of you. I'm notorious. In fact, this is distracting from a sermon. I was on a fishing trip. We caught this massive fish. My mate asked me to take a photo with him holding the fish. And um, I, honestly, it wasn't on purpose, but I accidentally put my thumb over the camera. We get back, we get back, we've cut up the fish. We're eating the fish. He says, can I have a look at the photo? And there's my thumb and just the top of his head poking out the top of my thumb. There's no evidence he actually caught this fish, which is proof that Russell, if you're watching this, there's no evidence that you actually caught that fish, brother. Anyway, the point is, if you're like me with photography, or if you're like me with a voice that could drown a cat, right? If you're like me and you think, nah, nah this doesn't apply to me. This is cool, Phil. This is a great sermon. I'm gonna send it to my cousin because he plays guitar. I'm gonna send it to my sister because she's a painter or a poet. Believe me, you need to read this. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 22. Proverbs 14, 22 says, do they not go astray who devise evil but mercy and truth belong to those who devise good. Now, surprise, surprise, the book of Proverbs was not written in English. It was written in another language. And this particular verse was written in Hebrew. And the word devise in Hebrew actually has a really, really cool meaning. The Hebrew word is charash, right? And the word charash means, it's a creative word, right? It means to think. So people like office workers, to engrave, right? So engravers were called Korash, so that applies to people who like write things out or carve things out or etch things. So if you're someone that writes stuff for a living, right? Um, it means to design. So like that could be graphics and stuff like that for church, sure, but it could also mean tapestries or people who design courses that other people go. Maybe you work in HR and you write courses and other people go to your courses or courses on parenting or maths or science. It means workers, so like laborers 
and cleaners and people like that, right? Um, it means people who plow. So like those who are in farming or in charge of looking after fields or nurseries or plants. Uh, it means artisan. So like creative professionals, if you are watching this as a creative, you know, like in a traditional sense, hey, I mean you too. Um, it means to construct. So people that are tradespeople, that are in trades work, like I, uh, like the people that are building our stage at church right now, it means to execute. So um, for people who either create vision or execute other people's vision. Maybe at work you're in middle management and you know they roll out the plan for 2022 and you've got to be the guy that actually helps goes and does that, right? It means to cut in as in to edit or to cut up. So when you step into a situation, whether it's culture or family or whatever, and the direction is going one way and God's calling you to take it another way and you've got to cut in and divert things, it means that, right? So this scripture, when it's talking about creativity, isn't talking about a song or a painting. Yes, it includes a song or a painting, but it's talking about so much more than that. It's talking about real life. It's talking about floods and famines. It's talking about um, uh, work and school. It's talking about kids and kitchens. It's talking about all of that kind of stuff, the everyday life. And the fact that to live in a day and age like this requires immense creativity. If you think about what's going on with our community, with all of the floods, it is going to require some creative solutions for us to be able to help our community get themselves out of this situation. If you think about what's happening with businesses all around the globe and the economic downturn and the supply change constraints that are going on, it's going to require creative solutions to that problem. If we think about the COVID situation and the flow on effect of the COVID situation, it is going to require creative solutions. All over the world right now, the world is crying out for people, whether it be in Goodna or Bandamba or Brisbane CBD, whether it be in Tokyo or New York or London, it's requiring people to step up and be creative, right? It's not just talking about songwriters. No, 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 no. This scripture is not just talking about that at all. It's talking about all kinds of creatives. It's talking about people who have embraced their inner charash, the Hebrew word meaning to create something, to devise something. It's talking about people like you and people like me. We are the people that this verse is describing. You are called to be charash. Why don't you type me in the comment section so that I know you're listening, right? Because you're called to be creative. And I don't just mean it in a loose sense. I mean it in a real sense. You were born to do it. It's in your divine DNA before the world began. That's what this scripture is about. Before the world began, God introduced himself as a creative. And then he unraveled the world with his creativity. And then he created people. And when he created people, when he created the DNA blocks that you and I are a flow and effect of, he said they are going to be made in our image and our likeness, which means you are creative. Embrace the fact that you are a creative. Now, in creative um, terms, there's three kinds of creatives. There's three kind of levels of creativity, if you will. If you think about a three-story home, right? There's three stories of creativity. They're all very important. And if you can get a hold of what these three areas are, I believe that God will be able to use you as you focus on creativity to provide creative solutions to our world, whether it be reorganizing a home, helping flood affected victims, sorting out a budget at work, resolving a family crisis. The world is crying out for you to embrace your divine creativity, right? So number one, everyone take number one in the chat so I know you're listening. Number one, innate ability, innate ability, right? So this is skill. This is actual natural ability to do something, right? 
every human being on the face of the earth has some level of innate ability as a creative that God's given them. It might be that you're brilliant with numbers. You're just naturally good on spreadsheets. You just create killer spreadsheets. Come on, give us a wave. All of my spreadsheet people, there's about five of them out there. I know it, it feels like the world doesn't love us, but we appreciate our great spreadsheets. Nobody else does. I appreciate it too. But it's not just spreadsheets. There are some people that are creative in the traditional sense. They can sing. You know, people like Luke Marnes or Miracle, who's editing this video. Um, Miracle, we love you on camera right now. He edits this stuff every week. He's way more creative in that area than I am. He's naturally good at. He's naturally good at photography, right? But it's not just that. There are people that are just naturally good at baking. Uh, a big shout out to Vicky who always bakes whenever we have our I Love My Church days. And I always make sure I get into the um, morning tea nice and early so you can grab a couple of her cakes and biscuits. They're awesome. She's just naturally good at that. She just does it and it doesn't require the same level of skill and effort as someone else because it's wired into her DNA, right? Um, God has given every single person and you might say, Phil, I don't have that ability. You do, you just haven't discovered it yet. And I believe that as you focus on creativity, God's going to help you do that. It was Bono, the um, the lead singer of a band called U2. And uh, you know, Bono's a bit of a funny kind of a guy, but he's someone that does have a faith, right? And he said something once that really struck in my head. He said, the greatest music is made by people running to God or from God. And I would expand that by saying the greatest creatives, whether they be creative in the corporate sense, creative in the musical sense, creative in the cooking sense, whatever it might be, the greatest creatives are either running to God or from God, right? And you were born for creativity, which means if you run to God in this moment and you say to God, unlock my innate ability, watch what he will do. I've been amazed as I've been out um, this week handing out food and talking to people in our community um, that have been impacted by the floods. But I've also been amazed at some of the people that are helping out other organizations. We've been partnering with Samaritan's Person, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and the Lions Club have been helping us out, and HelloFresh have been giving us food. It's incredible. Coles, I could keep going. But the creative ability of some of the people on the ground to come up with solutions to problems, it's, it, just, it just bubbles out of them. Because see, it's a divine ability. And when Father God wired their DNA, he wired their ability to do that. You have divine ability. You have an innate ability. God has given you something. Maybe you know it or maybe you don't. And you know, one of the things I think is really sad about Aussie culture is that whole tall poppy syndrome. We just can't embrace and celebrate the fact that other people have ability. That's not that's not the Shiloh way. That's not who we are as people. I celebrate the fact that some people are great at sport. <laughs> Anyone that's seen me um, run around knows clearly I'm not one of those people. So I celebrate the fact that other people are. I celebrate the fact that some people can sing like angels. Some people can do quilting. I celebrate the fact that we have business people, people that are on our board. I have them on there because they have an innate creative ability to think through business problems and business solutions and legal stuff. They can just navigate their way through it. People that are great at um, painting um, homes and walls and people that are great at creative with plants and there's all kinds of innate abilities in this church. I think it's magnificent and I want to see it flourish. That's why I've taken a weekend to do that. But that's not the only level of creativity. There's another level above the innate ability. Number two, type number two in the chat. So I know you're paying attention. Creative anointing. Creative anointing, right? So this level goes above your innate ability. This is when the Holy Spirit supernaturally empowers you to do it on a level that you would not naturally be able to do, right? Um, he breathes upon that creative area. So it's kind of like, you know, in those superhero movies where somebody has a superpower, right? 
So like ordinary people with good hearts have an encounter with a radioactive spider or some chemicals that spilled on an event or, or, or whatever. And as a result of that, they now have this super incredible ability. Maybe it's strength. Maybe they can crawl on walls or whatever it might be. That is what we're talking about here, right? You might be an everyday ordinary person, but you have an encounter with a supernatural God and he grabs a part of you and he anoints it. And it's like a supernatural ability that you now have. I, I think about that um, because uh, it's incredible what some people can actually do when they're under the anointing of God. It's incredible what people can do. People can write songs that literally change an entire world. That's not a natural ability. That's an anointed ability. People can come up with solutions. Again, in, in flood times, I've seen, I've, I've studied disasters and floods and famines and stuff all over the world. Sometimes people will come up with a solution for something that's just not natural. It's just too smart. It's a divine way of resolving an issue. People that um, divinely save businesses, businesses that are about to collapse and fall under and they walk in and it's like anointing by Almighty God. There are people that are actually anointed for conversations. They have cups of tea with other people and they can creatively help people wrestle out their problems. Counselors and psychologists. I love counselors and Christian psychologists. I think it's incredible. They are anointed to have those kind of conversations. It's like they've got a supernatural ability because they do, right? It's, it, it's, it's not just an innate ability. It's dripping with the creative power that literally shaped the universe, right? Um, now, uh, this, is, this is what I think. We can just be creative. We can just do creative things, but I don't want Shiloh people to just be creative people. I want Shiloh people to be creatively anointed. I want God to take our innate abilities and go to another level. And there are times that our innate abilities will open certain creative doors, but we need skills in neighboring areas and there just isn't anything there and God will just touch us with his anointing and bang, things will actually break open. Resolving the issues in the flood is going to require that. Resolving economic issues is going to require that. Families that are messed up, it's going to require that. It is going to require a creative anointing. And the good thing is God loves to do that, right? God loves to do that. Um, the last ability, number three, so type number three in the chat, is divine chadash, right? So it's when God downloads into your spirit one of his divine creative ideas, right? So... Um, it's kind of like if you get a recipe from the Master Chef book, you know, that they used in the kitchen. It's like you didn't create the recipe. It's just too good, right? So God gives you a divine recipe. But not only does he actually give you the recipe, he then jumps into the kitchen and cooks the meal himself, right? It's one of the most incredible things that we can do as Christians. Like we have our own ability that God gives us and then God anoints that ability. That's amazing, right? But when we see God's divine creativity in its purest form, when God speaks into our world like he did on that first uh, week of creation, when God creates things in our world like he did in that first sort of week in creation, it's incredible because you actually get to watch the creator at work. You know, people say, well, I wasn't there that first week. But you do have an opportunity to see God create like he did on the first week every day that you're engaged with him on that level, right? It'll be something that'll send tingles down your spine. You'll be able to tell your children's children that you saw it, right? Like maybe you're in a situation where you've hit a wall. Maybe all this flood stuff's just a bit too much for you. Or maybe there's some stuff at work or some stuff in your life and you just feel like, man, I cannot break through in that moment, right? Um, and you don't have a solution. 
maybe you've tried in your family and you, you just you can't get around. Maybe there's a medical bill that you just can't afford to pay. Maybe it's a work thing. Whatever it is, draw close to the creator and ask him to be creative in that moment. Ask him to create a solution where there is no solution, a way where there is no way, right? Um, watch what God do. Now, the thing is, we often feel awkward about doing this. But the thing, if you hang out with any hyper-creative, if you hang out with um, people that just breathe creativity, they love to be creative. It's like asking a fish to swim. They just want to be creative every single day, right? God is like that. He loves to be creative. Remember what I said about the rule of firsts? The thing that he wants you to understand as he adds all of these other things, he's like, I'm creative, but I'm also Lord. I'm creative, but I'm also Savior. I'm creative, but I'm also all of these other things, right? So he wants you to know that he is creative, that he loves creativity, right? So turn off your phone, turn off your iPads. Don't do that right now because you turn off the video, it will disappear. Turn it off after. And just spend some time listening to God in the presence of God. Put on some worship, right? And connect with him as a creator and watch what he will do in that moment. Thank him, praise him, and then ask, Lord Jesus, I need you right now to be creative. I'm stuck in this situation. I need a creative solution that only a divine creator can do. And watch what he'll do, right? Now, these kind of creative moments, I've got to tell you, are usually a byproduct of intimacy with God, spending time with God, um, pushing all other distractions aside, right? Watching a creative at work is a very special thing. It's kind of like... Um, you know, when a band is rehearsing and writing songs, they don't usually have 60,000 of their fan base in the room when they're doing that. But they might have a producer in there. They might have a close friend. They might have a manager. It's only special people that get to be in the room when they're being creative. God is the same. God wants you to draw close to him. He's not just going to be creative when you're ignoring him and doing a hundred other things. Draw close to him. Put on some worship. Read the Bible, even if you don't understand what you're reading, and then ask him to be creative. Watch what he will do, right? Now, the thing that you'll understand about God as you, as you kind of take note of his creativity, the thing that you'll understand about Genesis chapter one, if you take note of what's happening verse by verse, and I'm encouraging you if you're in our admin building to stop and stare at the painting um, and you'll see it verse by verse, is you'll see that God does not do two things the same way. Every day was different from the last day. Day one, two, three, four, five, six. And just when you begin to think there's a pattern, you get to day seven and God goes, I'm not doing anything today. That's my creative. I'm creating the first day off. Hello, give us a wave if you're happy. God created days off. Give us a wave if you need a day off. Um, no two miracles are the same. If you watch God do a miracle, miracle's an example of God doing something creative. Someone getting out of a wheelchair, blind eyes being opened, deaf ears being opened financial breakthroughs, whatever that might. Miracles are incredible, right? Miracles are God in this moment. But if you watch, there's never, I've never seen two miracles exactly the same. There's always something a little bit different. You know, if you were to go and um, listen to your favorite band, whatever that is, type your favorite band as the chat or your favorite music artist, might be Pink, might be U2, might be Hillsong, might be a little bit of Creedence Clearwater Revival, looking at you, Gary Walkden. Um, you know, it might be any of those people, the Beach Boys, whoever. Um, if you put on their albums, no two songs are the same. It sounds like the same band, but it's not the same song. So when God does a miracle, 
it, 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 it is still a miracle. God might heal two people of cancer, but it's not going to be done the same way, which is why I think sometimes we actually miss God the creative because we're looking for exactly the same thing that happened last time, but it's never going to be exactly the same thing that happened last time. God is a creative. Creatives don't do everything the same every week. That would be boring. No creative who has any form of self-respect would do that. God is the ultimate creative. He would never do the same thing twice. He will always do something different, right? So, um, if I think about cancer as an example, I, I've seen God heal people of cancer in the last couple of years that we've prayed for in our church. I, I remember we prayed for one person and uh, disappeared. I prayed for someone, cancer just completely disappeared. Absolute miracle, right? All credit and glory to God. I prayed for another person and the cancer died but stayed in the body. <laughs> So like it was completely dead and they just cut it out and they were shocked. They couldn't understand how it died because it was alive before we prayed. It was dead after, it died, after we prayed. So in both times, God healed the person. Both times they didn't die of cancer. Both miracles were completely different. I've seen God completely blow people away with financial miracles. I remember uh, we prayed for somebody and they needed a miracle in their finances and someone literally dropped cash in their mailbox for the exact amount they needed for a bill. Hello, <laughs> give us a wave if you're ready for a creative miracle like that. But then I prayed for other people and that didn't happen at all. In fact, what did happen was um, they phoned up about the bill to get an extension and the guy said, oh, there's actually been an error. <laughs> the, the, bill, the bill shouldn't have actually been charged. We're just gonna wipe the bill. Both of them were a creative miracle. Both of them were divine intervention. Both of them were completely bizarre and out there and hard to explain and can only be God, but both of them were completely different. So don't judge uh, the fact that you haven't seen God move in some way because it doesn't look like the way your friend's miracle or your cousin's miracle or some other miracle, right? Maybe someone else got prayed for at church or in a moment like this and it happened straight away. Maybe you get prayed for and it doesn't happen straight away. That does not mean it's not God. It just means that God is gonna do something different. Maybe your miracle is gonna be kind of like at the 11th hour at the last second. Maybe it's gonna be some other thing. Maybe God's gonna use it as a teaching exercise and then do a miracle on the other side of it. You just don't know. God's creative. I never know when um, a creative is going to write a song, what the song's going to sound like until the song is finished. But if they're amazing, if they're talented, if they're incredible at it, I know that the product is going to be good. I never quite know when I pray for people what the miracle's going to look like, but I know that God is good. I know that He is creative and I know He's going to come up with a solution because like asking a fish to swim, when I ask God to do a miracle, I'm asking Him to do what He loves and that's not just do a miracle, that's be creative and express His creative power, right? So, you know, um, if you're starting this year and you're like, man, I'm praying for a miracle, but my friend got a miracle and I haven't got one like that. Don't be discouraged. Don't be disillusioned. Just watch what God will do. Have faith. Keep spending time with him. Watch what he's going to do, right? The same is, is true for your life though because we're created in the image of God. Your chardash is unique. Your creative ability is unique. It won't look like somebody else's. That's why you can get two songwriters, both of them talented. One will write a reggae song. One will write an opera song. They both have Creative ability, yes, in songwriting, yes, but it's different. You'll get two people in business. One is skilled in this type of business. One is skilled in that type of business. One's great with disability care. One's great with corporate law. They're both creative in a different way. You're gonna get two people. They're gonna both cook a dish. It's gonna be apple pie. The two apple pies are gonna be different. Even though they're both apple pie, 
even though they're both in the kitchen, they both have a different ability. So don't judge the fact that your ability looks different to somebody else's ability. God has divinely wired you a certain way and you need to embrace that. You are unique and that is fantastic because again, when God created you, he was being creative. He did not want you to be a clone of somebody else. He never clones things. That's not what a good creative does. Every song on the album sounds different from another song. It does sound like the same band, but it's not the same song. Every person has the fingerprints of heaven all over them, but they are different from the next person. You are different. You are unique. God has wired you that way, right? He has designed you that way, not, uh, not to be the same as the person next to you, not to be the same as somebody else, to be completely different, you know? Um, it, it's funny. I was talking to, because I think we have like, I'm a bit biased. I think we've got one of the best churches in the world. Yeah, what can I say? I'm biased. Um, I've gotten to know you guys now. Yeah, at the start I was like, I'm not sure, but now I've gotten to know all your beautiful people. I mean, it's it's, it's very obvious, right? Yeah, type, uh, it's a bit dangerous, but hey, type on the chat if you agree. If you're not from our church and you've got nothing positive to say, don't type anything at all. Um, (laughs) Echo chamber, hello. Joking around, of course. But anyway, I I was hanging out with another pastor. And I was talking about this church's incredible history and its rich legacy of creativity. I was talking about how uh, my predecessor, Alan Morris, Pastor Alan Morris, great man, how he started Youth Alive Worship and it came out of this church. It was birthed out of this church. And I was talking about all the creative things that have happened over the years, the carols down there, which we're bringing back this year and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and we're, just, we're just chatting away. And he goes, um, he goes, so Phil, you're just trying to like build like the most creative church in the southeast of Queensland. Like he wasn't picking on me, he was trying to understand. And I'm like, I said, of course I am. I want the most creative medical professionals in the world. I want the most creative lawyers in the world. I want the most creative bricklayers in the world. I want the most creative mums and dads in the world. I want the most creative school teachers in the world. I want the most creative um, carpet layers in the world. I want the most creative painters in the world. I want the most creative musicians in the world. I want the most creative camera people in the world. I said, every single person at Shiloh is called to be creative. If they're a part of this church, they're called to be creative. It's in their DNA. And I said, we gather once a week like a giant concert, right? And we express our creativity towards God and then God fills us and we go out into our week and we use the divine creativity that's been woven into our DNA to accomplish things in at work, at home, with family, in finances, in our community. And I said, our world needs more creatives. So yes, I am trying to build the most creative church in the southeast of Queensland. That's exactly what we're trying to do. I said, but you know, it's not something that I actually have to build. It's something that we already are. We just have to recognize it. We just have to embrace it. We can chase so much. Let me tell you right now, you and I can chase so much, all of the creative ability out there. God has already given it to you. You just need to embrace it. Embrace your innate ability, the things that you're good at. (laughs) You might be good at things that you wish you weren't good at. Maybe your talent is cleaning and you wish it was singing. Hey, but you might start a Facebook page with cleaning tips My wife's on a few of those pages. She loves that. I don't know why she gets excited by cleaning products, but she does. And there are these other people that are creative in that area and they vibe off one another and they encourage one another and they build up one another. Maybe that's your ability. Maybe it's another ability. Whatever it is, I believe God's given every single person a unique, innate ability. Not all of us can sing, 
anyone that sat next to me can, can confirm that when I get excited in worship and I let my lungs rip. Um, not all of us can paint. Anyone that's watched me draw paint knows that's so true, but we do all have a creative ability and God has given you something. You know, uh, maybe it, it, it's already there and it's just, you've just been lacking in some anointing. Spend time with the Holy Spirit. Spend time in worship and ask Him to anoint your creative ability and watch what He will do. It's like getting a superpower from heaven. You will resolve things at work. I believe that there's people here right now, God's going to use you in universities. There's people that are listening to this right now, God's going to use you in your family. God's going to give you anointed things like, uh, like a divine superchargeability. But my favorite creative stuff of all isn't just what people do, it's what God Himself does. I wasn't there when Genesis chapter one was written. I wasn't there when Genesis chapter one happened, but I have been there and I've watched God work miracles. I have watched people get out of wheelchairs. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen cancer healed. And I've got to tell you, it was not me. It was God himself. It was not the preacher. It was God himself. I have seen people come up solutions in natural disasters that are just inexplainably good. God himself, divine solution from heaven. I've seen God resolve family messes and fights where it just didn't make sense because they're all about to get in the room and beat each other up. And the divine presence of God shifted things in the atmosphere. And even the people in there walked out going, that was weird. I've seen people walk into a room where the presence of God is there and they're not Christians and they didn't believe in God. And they're like, what is happening in the room? And they're looking around at the end of that meeting, they give their heart to God because they've watched him do something creative. I love the creative ability of God. And I love the fact that God has created all of us as creatives. Because in Genesis chapter one, as that painting is listed, when God introduced himself, when he tapped on the microphone for the first time, and he said, <clears throat> is this working? He probably didn't cough like that because, you know, COVID and all that. But anyway, he tapped on the microphone and he said, hi, I'm God. I am creative. That's how he introduced himself. So I want to pray for a couple groups of people today. The first people I want to pray for are people who need Jesus. Because <laughs> maybe you're watching this and some stuff's happening in the floods or maybe you're watching this and you're just like, man, creative ability. I, like, I want that. It starts first with God. It all flows out of God. That's the rule of first. Everything comes from God, right? If you want to be the most incredible creative, then you need Jesus. And I don't just mean you need to believe in Jesus. The devil believes in Jesus, right? You, you need to have Jesus as your Lord, which means he's in charge and savior, which means he forgives you for everything you've ever done, right? Wipes the slate clean and creatively remodels, transforms and remakes your life. It's amazing. I gotta tell you, it's the best decision I ever made. You might say, well, I don't completely understand that. Do you know what? When I listen to some songs, I don't understand how they wrote them, but they're still beautiful and they're still worth listening to. You may not understand everything about what I'm doing right now. Step out in faith. See what God does. Play the song. Put it in your life. Watch what God will do. That's the first group of people I'm going to pray for. And the second group of people I'm going to pray for is uh, God to do creative miracles through your life. Accelerate your innate ability. Anoint your creative ability and do miracles, right? So first group of people, if that's you and you're like, man, I need Jesus as Lord and Savior, you know what? I'm not here in the room physically with you. I'm on camera, but that doesn't matter because God is actually here. He's creative. He's everywhere at once. So if that's you and you're like, man, I need Jesus, either give us a wave if you're on the chat or if you're watching this later on, just say, that's me. Even if you're in a loud spot, <laughs> you know, like maybe don't shout it out, you'll get arrested. But you know what I mean? Just say, God, that's me. Yeah, I want that. And I'm going to pray a prayer and I just want you to repeat after me. At the end of that prayer, you'll be a Christian. Everything I preach today will be true for you and true for your life. Are you ready? Dear Lord Jesus, Please come into my life. Please be my Lord. 
please be my saviour. I thank you that you've created me. I thank you that you love me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Hand claps, emoji, dancing emojis, hands in the air, all that kind of stuff. Just pop, pop your favourite happy emoji on the chat if that's you. And um, second group of people I want to pray for. Uh, um, but before I do that, if you're like made that decision, you're like, well, what am I going to do now, right? Hey, first of all, tell somebody. That's the best thing because we all love hearing about that. It's like you want tickets to the best ever concert times infinity. Like it's the best news ever. If you don't know anyone and you've just sort of jumped on the stream, send us a message. Type it in the chat. Give the church office a call. However, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Second thing is um, get a Bible. Like we just read a few verses and look what happened in like 30 minutes. Imagine what reading a Bible every day could do for you. It'll change your life, right? And we'd love to help get you a Bible and to help you understand the Bible because it, it, there's a lot going on. It can be a bit confusing. We created a free course. Uh, it's via email, so you don't even have to watch anything. It takes like five minutes. We don't spam you. We send it for 12 days and then that's it. You won't hear from us if you don't want to hear from us. And it's called Foundations Online. You can grab it on our website and we'll chuck a link on the screen here. And um, the last thing is, is go to church, find a church. Uh, you know, creatives are always better when they're with other people. Even the best solo artists in the world tra travel with a band, right? Um, we need people. We were created to be creative, but we weren't created to be alone, right? And so I think Shiloh is a great church, but if you're not near Shiloh, maybe you're like watching this from Venezuela or Tokyo or whatever, reach out and we'll, um, we'll hook you up with a church in your area. We'll find somewhere for you to go because we want you to get connected to a church that loves God and loves you so that you can establish a newfound journey. Last group we want to pray for, and then um, I'm going to head out and let you get back to the cleanup and all the other crazy stuff that's happening in our world, is I just want to pray for people who uh, want their creativity to go to another level this year. Maybe it's your, it's your innate ability, it's your natural ability to go to another level. Maybe it's your anointing to go to another level, or maybe you just want to see God go to another level in your world. If that's you, just give us a wave on the chat. I'm going to pray for you right now. God, I pray right now that as we focus on creativity, you would bring accelerated growth in these people's lives. Lord God, if they're watching this later on and they can't type in the chat, God, as they stretch their hands towards the screen, if they're driving a car and they're podcasting or listening to it, they squeeze the phone, squeeze the steering wheel, whatever, Lord God, let them, let them know that, 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 that they want this to happen in their life. God, I pray right now that your creative ability would just supercharge their life, that you would do incredible things in 2022. God, I pray that you bless them and keep them safe in this year as they focus on creativity in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for tuning in online. We love your church. I can't wait to chat to you next week, same time as five o'clock. But hey, if you're in the area and you're looking for a church, pop in, say hi. We'd love to meet you, love to get to know you. God bless your church. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. You can connect with us at shilohchurch.com.au.